Welcome to the In Awe Podcast, where we amplify women by sharing their unique stories and empower a community through the mission and their message. I am your host, Sarah Johnson, a former school teacher and principal turned author and entrepreneur, living my own leap of faith on a mission to teach masses. Each week, we will feature stories from women who will leave us all in awe of their impact on our world. Welcome to the In Awe Podcast and a kickoff to our August 2020 series, In Awe of Amplifiers. For this series, we will be hearing from women who have worked to discover and share their own voices, as well as who amplify the voices of others in their work. These women share their stories of overcoming fear associated with amplifying, and they give us freedom and inspiration to believe that we too could do the same. Today's guest is perfect for our kickoff, and I loved every minute of our conversation. She will definitely inspire you, my friends. Pavanjit lovingly known as Pav Wander, is an elementary school teacher from Toronto, Ontario, Canada. She has taught middle school for 15 years and is now beginning her journey teaching primary grades in this upcoming school year. Pav makes up half of the hosting team of the Staff Room Podcast and the Drive on Voice Ed Radio. She and Che Cheney have also been involved in several other projects involving education, including encouraging educators to rediscover their voice and begin archiving their thoughts and feelings about education. Pav loves to work out picnic with her two boys, listen to lots of books, and she has recently taken up running. In this episode, we get to hear about how Pav got started amplifying her own voice in the podcast and the radio show that she co-hosts, as well as more about her story as an educator mom in person. She shares about her upcoming year and the challenges and joys of change, as well as the benefit of what building a community can do for you after all that hard work. Her voice is an inspirational light for us all, and I am very excited to share with you Pavanjit, lovingly known as Pav, Wander's Amplifier Story. Welcome, Pav Wander, to the In Awe podcast, the infamous Wander Woman. I am so excited to have you featured here, and welcome, welcome, welcome. Thank you so much, Sarah, for having me. I'm very, very excited about this. This is great. It's such a long time coming, and I'm super excited for my listeners to be able to come to your story. And so would you just do me a favor and share a little bit about your current context so that listeners can get to know Pav better? Yeah, absolutely. So I am an elementary school teacher in Toronto, Ontario, Canada. Uh, I've previously only ever taught intermediate grades. I've been teaching for 15 years. And uh, this year, I'll be starting a new journey with teaching and I'm shifting down to primary. So I'll be teaching a grade one, two split class. Um, I am also a podcast co-host of the Staff Room Podcast, as well as uh, I also co-host a radio show show the drive on voice ed radio with Che and uh, I've got two boys they are nine and six years old and uh, we live a very very active and busy life so things are things are wild and crazy but there are tons of fun and the podcast and radio show have been phenomenal and we'll get more into that I'm sure a little bit later but uh, yeah that's just a little bit about me I love a little bit about you is just so all encompassing and it's just such a perfect example of how we all lead these rich full lives. And so some people may think of you as just, you know, Pav uh, from your podcast, but you're a mom and your boys are adorable, by the way, I have such a benefit of being a Facebook friend where I get to see them. Thank um, you. Yeah. It's a beautiful gift. Yes, indeed it is. It's, you know, they keep you busy. They keep you busy, um, but they get, they teach you so much. So I know this is a little off topic, but it's, it's such a blessing to just watch them grow up and, and go through their own things as well. And, and yes, I love the ability to share and, and see everything that's going on in, in your life as well. 
So my listeners are familiar with the fact that, you know, being off topic is totally cool with me. And I just want to explore <laughs> just a minute. So, um, you know, what's that been like for you parenting, you know, through this pandemic? Oh, it's been a, it's been a real challenge at times. Um, you know, things, things don't, stay static for, for very long, um, during this time, they, you know, they kind of flip to, they started with this crisis learning where it's like, okay, guys, we're, we're home for a little while. We don't know how long, but let's just kind of enjoy this time. And then it shifts to, okay, all right, now we're learning. Um, but we got to figure out how to do that. And so we're going through all those challenges together. And then all of a sudden it's okay. Now the learning is going to get a little bit more comprehensive because this is going to be a long-term thing now. So we're, we're constantly shifting our mindsets and our mind frames during this time. And so I felt like the last couple of months were a huge challenge because we're, we're always in this pivot. We're always in this, this shift of, okay, we can't, we can't stay stagnant for too long because everything just kind of keeps changing around us. And so it's been frustrating, but we're doing, I think that everybody is doing the best that they can right now. And I think that's all that we can really ask for for the time being, at least. I love how you characterize that, that it's just a constant pivot. And that's really hard. We know that, you know, humans, for some reason, we resist change. Yeah, <laughs> so much. Yes. Even though it's our only constant, isn't it? Uh, totally. Yeah. And that's how we got to keep adjusting. But yes, so good. Uh, all right. So then the other piece that I wanted to pull apart from your introduction here was when you talked about shifting levels. So, you know, so many of us are in new realms with, you know, just the new way that we're educating and parenting and living. And so now you're going from middle grades to elementary. Um, do you want to just share a little bit about maybe what has you excited or maybe some challenges that you feel you, that are coming? Yeah, it, it's, um, you know, when, when the, it wasn't a change by choice, I should probably, uh, you know, give that little preamble. I was uh, surplused um, uh, from the school that I'm currently at, which, you know, just means the enrollment might be down a little bit. Numbers have shifted. And so I was uh, sort of bumped out of my role, out of the school. <laughs> and um, and so the, the placement that I received was a grade one, two. And I don't think that I ever would have chosen um, to drop from intermediate grades to primary grades uh, only because I've, I've got no experience with it. Uh, and, and it's, it's, it's difficult, especially, and I'm going to preface this with, um, with all of the changes that we're currently experiencing in education right now, anyway, you know, with, uh, with the uncertainty of what classrooms are going to look like. And now I'm entering into this new way of teaching with a bunch of students that I don't know and in a school that I'm, I don't know, um, new teachers that I don't know. And then, you know, it's, it's kind of like just entering very, very blankly. And, uh, you know, at first that had me feeling very anxious and apprehensive. Um, but then the more I thought about it, the more I considered this as an opportunity to build from the ground up. It's almost like a fresh start. It's starting over, you know, and I've learned so much about teaching primary grades just through all of the connections that I've made with people on Twitter and elsewhere um, during this past year that I feel like I'm not at a loss for for resources. I've got so much around me that I can tap into to help me build a really phenomenal program. And so it's, it's really this great opportunity to, you know, unlearn some of my bad habits, my bad teaching habits from 
you know, the beginning of my career um, and to and to sort of start off the way that I'd like to. And um, with a with a with an age group that's just filled with wonder all the time. And so, you know, I know that it's going to be a rewarding experience, challenging. Yes. Um, but that's not something I'm all that afraid of anymore. Um, it's, uh, it's going to be a great opportunity to just kind of start fresh and, and start anew and kind of try things that I otherwise may not ever have. I'm smiling so much just listening to you and, and such a um, wise processor that you really are. And I was thinking exactly what you just articulated, and it will connect us to our series feature in just a moment. But I wanted to pour that into you and say what a gift it is to hear you process that out loud in regard to the authenticity, how challenging it is, all these new things, but just seeing the gifts that have been kind of placed in your life along the way to lead you to this moment where you have the connections, you have the resources you have the reflections. And I can see how this wonderful community that you and Che have kind of wrapped around yourselves and kind of, I don't, I don't know, wrapped around yourself so much as, you know, dived into and created. And it's a reciprocal thing. You can see that. But just knowing that that's going to really buoy you in this upcoming year is really important and I think wonderful to see. And so I'll be paying attention to that. I've never taught first and second grade myself, but if I can help you with any of your, um, other stressors. <laughs> Let me know. <laughs> Absolutely. I'm going to need to tap into community as much as possible this year, I'm sure. <laughs> oh, yes. And that's so that's a perfect segue into, you know, we have you featured here on the Amplifier series. And I asked you specifically to be on this one with the idea that obviously podcasting is all about amplifying. And I know that, you know, many of us will venture into one. You're in, in the realm of two. And so I just really wanted to hear about this journey into Pav and Che in the Staff Room podcast and the Drive um, Ed and all of that. I just, I would love to hear about what got you started and then we can kind of dive a little bit further into that journey. But how did that whole thing start with podcasting? Yeah, you know, it's, um, it's very interesting because we never really, uh, we got into podcasting as sort of a side effect to uh, a project that we did with Chase class last, last school year. Um, and, uh, it was very much, you know, I didn't, I didn't have a homeroom class of my own that year. It was the 2018, 19 school year. And, um, Che had a grade eight class. Uh, I had a friend of mine that I went to school with who has a very successful podcast, but it's a real estate podcast. It's, it's nothing to do with education. Um, and he and I went to school together and I grew up in the same community where I teach. And, uh, and, you know, he said, you know, I really want to give back to the community. I want to do something where, you know, I, I bring sort of some of what, what I feel has been my success and, and, uh, do something for the community where I grew up, where I sort of, you know, found my voice, even though I didn't get to amplify it until much later. Um, and so I thought, Hey, you know, you've got this podcast. I don't know how much help you're going to be as a real estate agent, but you've, <laughs> you've got this podcast and our students are at the perfect age, uh, to sort of learn about what that process is like and how you can sort of use your voice and, and, and do something that's a little bit outside of the box. Um, 
and and along the way they'll learn a little bit about entrepreneurship and and sort of different routes that you can take in, in regards to uh, your career in the future. And so um, he was all about it. And so we set it up so that Che, che was already doing Genius Hour in his classroom. And I thought that this would be a great uh, culminating activity. And we we developed this awesome culminating task with the students. And Che's class was phenomenal. And Che does an amazing job with his, uh, with his teaching of, of Genius Hour and running that program. Um, and so the students recorded their own podcast. And we went down to uh, my friend's student studio at where he's got a graphic designer, he's got a copy editor, he's got all kinds of things. He's got a producer for a show. So it was very, very interesting to see this, this podcast come together at like the highest possible level. And uh, the students had a great time with it. They released a podcast episode with Chase students. And um, before the students came into the studio to record, uh, we were invited in, Che and myself were invited in to do sort of a little preamble, a little 10 minute episode to to lead into the, the students podcast. Well, our 10 minute podcast went 45 minutes. <laughs> and so they ended up releasing that as an episode of their own. And we just loved to be able to talk about the things that are on our minds in regards to education. And, uh, and we used that as sort of a, you know, like we were talking about it afterwards and we said, this is, this is really like, it's fun, first of all, but it was so great to reflect with one another about the things that are happening in class because we don't, we do it casually, but we don't really delve very deep into it. And so, um, that was it. We decided that we would start a podcast and we would reflect once a month. That was the plan. And, uh, we'd put out an episode. We didn't think we'd have time for editing and putting, uh, you know, podcast episodes out. And we didn't think anybody would really listen, um, except for maybe the teachers that we worked with. Um, and, and that was it. We, we recorded the first one and we said, oh, that was easy and it was fun and we really enjoyed the conversation. I think we're going to need to do this once a week. And, and that was really the launch of it. And we put it out on Twitter and, and it just sort of seemed to catch. Um, and we learned so much about education through the process. We learned so much about the importance of our voice. We learned so much about reflecting and, uh, you know, hearing what other perspectives are, are out there and even each other's perspectives, because, you know, we, we have been friends for a while, but, you know, just hearing us talk about certain issues, it's like, oh, I didn't know you felt that way. And, uh, or, you know, that's a very interesting point. I, I hadn't thought of it. And so it's, it's been really, really important for our personal growth and then also for our growth as educators along the way as well. Well, you hit on a couple of really <clears throat> important points that I wanted to make sure that we pulled out of there is this, first of all, the roots of it were to serve, which I love. <laughs> that connection mm -hmm. is really cool. You mentioned genius hour. So for my listeners yes. that don't know what that is, do you want to just give like a 30 second overview of that? Yeah, absolutely. So Genius Hour is an opportunity for students um, to, to research about uh, any particular topic and to reflect on any particular topic that interests them. This is something that a lot of different um, uh, 
corporations like Google are, are allowing their staff to be able to delve into their own passions and just learn a lot more about anything that interests them. And it's generally one hour uh, a week or so. And, um, and there's not a lot of direction. It's just very much just find out as much as you can about something that you love or something that interests you or anything that you just want to know more about. And in that process of research, you begin to come sort of an expert in that field because you want to know as much as you can about it. And then, you know, Che does a lot of great work in, um, in having the students create something with their learning, whether it's a pamphlet, whether it's a poster, whether it's an essay, whatever, uh, something to reflect the learning. And in our case, we decided to do a podcast that year. Thank you for sharing that. And there's a connection to industry there too. And I, I want to say like Dan Pink highlighted that model from Google in his um, drive. I can't remember if that, <laughs> I might be. Oh, and then it's drive ed. Huh, that's interesting. Anyway, <laughs> um, so <laughs> finding all these connections this morning. But so I wanted to make sure that the listeners understood that because then I think it's so beautiful that you are now you've taken that and you're emulating this in your own lives. And the power that it's had not only for yourselves to amplify your thought process, but that reflection, it's growing you, it's growing you deeper together. And then it's growing a community. Because I know the one thing, the more the more reflective that we can be as educators, the better we become, the more growth minded we become. If we're not reflecting on our practices or thinking through uh, why we do what we do or how to do better what we do, then we're just going to stay stagnant to use word they used earlier. So I just think right. that's really awesome. And I wanted to just ask too, and I have a sense that I understand this and I want the listeners to hear you articulate it. That is a very vulnerable thing. Um, I think engaging in those conversations one-on-one yeah. -on -one without people listening <laughs> can be very vulnerable. So do you want to talk a little bit mm -hmm. about your process mm -hmm. of going through building your confidence and your ability to amplify your voice in that space? Yes. Um, y you know, you, you hit the nail on the head with the vulnerability there. Uh, that's probably um, the one thing that has been the most difficult for me because I'm not a very naturally open person. Um, you know, trust is often something that's difficult as it is for a lot of people. Um, but also, you know, um, putting, putting your thoughts and feelings out there and hoping that the people that are around you are going to firstly understand where you're coming from. And then, you know, ag agreement is what you ultimately want, but you understand that you're, you're likely going to have disagreement. And when there's disagreement, there's the fear of conflict. And a lot of people, including myself, tend to be afraid of conflict and how to deal with conflict and embracing conflict. And, and so for me, vulnerability was very, very uh, challenging just because I was not used to opening up to, uh, to even my closest friends, much less strangers who are listening to, to me speak about things. Um, and so you know, it, that took a lot of work. It took a lot of, uh, me keeping things inside, um, for a while and then just kind of feeling out the audience to see is how, how are they reacting to, you know, surface level stuff that I've talked about. Um, and then maybe trying out a little bit later to go a little bit deeper and then expressing my opinions and then going from things like facts to 
I think in my in in the way that we speak during the podcast. Um, so that was sort of testing the waters. And then we started doing our personal interludes. And for me, this was this was it. This was the point where I could just put it out there. Um, and our interludes are are little mini episodes that we have in between our our weekly episodes, our regular full-length episodes. Uh, che and I, we started out each of us recording one per week. And we were putting those out weekly as well. And they were very much like... Uh, audio blogs or uh, like journal entries about any any small topic, just like I, Che had one about like whiteboard markers. It could be about anything, anything that was on, on our minds. Um, and that was really where I began to feel more comfortable with being vulnerable uh, because I spoke about things that were very... Uh, deep in my heart that I felt like, you know, for people to get to know me better, these are some things that I, I should probably talk about. Um, and so, you know, one of the, the most meaningful ones to me was the one about my name, um, and talking about how, you know, it's important to honor students' names. And, uh, and when I put that episode out there, it sort of started to get this, this following. There was a lot of conversation around names. And it was very interesting because there were a lot of people who responded to me saying that I have a very common name, but it upsets me when people mess it up. And so <laughs> just hearing different perspectives on, on um, how seriously people take their names and how their names are pronounced and their stories behind their names, it was so profound for me to hear. And, and it was after that that I sort of started to feel like, oh, well, maybe my voice does matter and maybe the things that I have to say you know, people do find value in those. And so it was, uh, it was really that, that launching point to me saying, even though it's difficult, I think it's important for other people to hear that authenticity that, you know, the stories that I have because they can relate to them. And, and if others can relate to your stories, they might start to feel a little bit more comfortable about sharing their own. And ultimately I think that's what it's all about. And that's, that's sort of our mission, our vision of helping others to also be able to amplify their own voices. It's really beautiful um, that your journey led you through all of that. And I've enjoyed, I, I caught your Zen um, message this week about gratitude. <laughs> oh, yeah. And that one is, it's something that I've spoken a lot to. It's something I write about. It's something I, you know, really am yes. passionate about. So just hearing your perspective on it was really good, especially right now. Um, I think we need to double down on our gratitude deployment. Um, but I love too, that you touched upon how you move from amplifying your conversations to amplifying your thoughts and having that kind of feedback to provide you to say, keep going, like your voice matters. And it's such an empowering message coming from you. I love that you shared the example of the, the names we've had, um, people on the podcast that have spoken about that topic before, but it, it's so powerful to hear mm -hmm. it again and to have it come up. And, and then the funny part is, um, listeners wouldn't have heard me, but when we started out, I asked you how to pronounce your name because that's just something that, and I have not heard that yes. episode. So I'm going to go ahead and, and link that in the show notes. So listeners can hear that one from you, but I'm just curious, would you want to just share a little bit about your name right now, like pronunciation and what was the gist that resonated so much with people? Do you think? Sure. Um, yeah. So the the sort of background information about that that one interlude um, 
was, uh, you know, I grew up in, in a neighborhood where it was very multicultural and, um, and, and I never felt like my name was being mispronounced before going to school. And then suddenly, you know, you're in this new environment and people are saying your name completely wrong, but you know, it was, it was one of those things. And I don't remember back to when I actually started school, but, but I remember later in life, um, just giving up on correcting people. And and it started with my teachers because it was always, you know, my teachers would incorrectly pronounce my name. Then the class would also follow suit. Um, and, and I remember getting to the point where I just said, forget it. It's, it's, it's not worth it. Um, And so, you know, I sort of, that interlude was very much about that journey, about going through life, uh, starting with my full name, which is actually an eight letter name. Uh, It's Bhavanjit. So it's P-A-W-A-N-J-I-T. And, um, and then, you know, as I, as I got to, you know, eighth grade and I was starting high school, I thought, okay, this is a a new start. I'm going to start with a shorter name. So shortening it to just Bhavan. And now, it start it's spelled with a w which is confusing to people because in in a lot of east indian languages the v and the w are interchangeable and so they both have the same sound there's actually no w sound in in many languages um from that area and so it was spelled with a W, but it was pronounced with a V. So it was always Powin is what it became. (laughs) Mm -hmm. And then that's what I was known as. And I still am to a lot of people, um, for a very long time. And, and so it was sort of like accepting that version of my name. And, and I went through a long period of time where I just accepted it and that was my name. But then there, there came a time when I was like, well, this isn't how my name is pronounced and I'm tired of having these different identities, you know, this, this Powan identity and then the Bhavan identity. And, and so it, it it was a lot of frustration and then, you know, university starts and I'm like, I, I can't deal with it anymore. I can't have this name conversation all the time. You know, it's, it's, I just, it feels weird to always have to explain, Hey, why is your name spelled with a W, but it's pronounced with a V (laughs) or can you say that again? Or I didn't hear you. And on the phone, if I ever said my name, Oh, I'm, I'm Powin, people hear Helen. And so I was, you know, it was just a mess. And I decided to go with Pav just because it's short and it's three letters and it's stuck and it was easy. Um, but then, you know, my roots are very important to me. And then, you know, just kind of in my, my journey of self-discovery, I just wanted to get back to that. I mean, my name means wind. It's one of the four elements. And I, I wanted to embrace it. I wanted to think, you know, like, what, what does my name mean about me? How does it reflect who I am? And, and I just wanted to embrace it a little bit more. So I thought it was an important conversation to have. And although I still go by PAV mostly, um, it's, you know, I, I love when people ask me, how do you really pronounce your name or what is your full name and what is the meaning behind it? And tell me your name story. And these are things, these are conversations, whereas I used to uh, avoid them before in the past, I now embrace them and I love having them. I love talking about them because it, it translates so much to who we are as, as educators, as teachers, you know, we want to be able to honor our students' names as well and make sure that they, they don't grow up feeling like they they 
you know, don't want to have those conversations with people uh, because it, it took so much energy out of me. And I, and I want students to feel like they can grow up uh, loving their name. That's really beautiful. Um, and now I'm going to be thinking about you with wind a lot because that's how I work. <laughs> um, <laughs> and, and I just wanted to wonder, have you heard of Huda Isa's work around that to teach us your name? Oh, no, I haven't actually. Okay. I'm going to have to get you connected and I will link that her episode in the show notes. This is a conversation that I've had here on the podcast with Huda. She is a cultural, um, well, she's, I don't want to say implicit bias trainer. Like she's Mm -hmm. got so many different wonderful messages, but her one book that she wrote was teach us your name. And it it comes exactly from that. Exactly what you've described is this really challenging kind of life experience of having to either shorten your name or reduce it down to whatever, Mm -hmm. but it's not, it's not, um, something that a person should have to do. And I love that you emphasize the fact that your name has meaning to you. It matters. It's part of who you are. And, um, it's really sad in the sense that, you know, whatever culture you come from, you said that several people, even if they have simple names, get frustrated with that. But to me, it's even deeper when those cultural naming norms are meant to carry on beautiful legacies and are very intentional. And then we just reduce it down to whatever's easiest for us, you know, PAV. Right. <laughs> it goes from being this really beautiful name to mainstream. Although, you know, that's a, it's a nice identity that you have too now with the podcast and everything, but Mm -hmm. I just think your message is so important. And so I'm really glad that we were able to tease that back out again. Um, because it does resonate, I think with everybody, regardless of whatever the heritage is, our names, they have stories. Exactly. I I completely agree. And, and, you know, I've, I've thought about, you know, potentially changing, I mean, Che and Pav is now kind of cemented, it's been branded, but, you know, starting to introduce myself with my full name, but on the other hand, I love, I love to be able to explain, you know, sort of the backstory. And, and when people ask, yeah, we know that Pav's not your real name. You want to tell us a little bit more about that. And so, you know, having that conversation, even if it's, you know, the fourth or the fifth time, it just, we, we, we tease more out of it to use your, your words. We tease more from, uh, from that conversation every time. And we learn a little bit more from the perspectives of others. And so I, I do enjoy it and, um, and, and it is very meaningful to me. So thank you. Thank you for bringing that into the conversation today. Well, thank you for letting me amplify it because you do tell it so beautifully and you give a lot of grace. And yet also there's this underlying truth that could be taking us a whole other podcast episode, (laughs) cultural, (laughs) you know, connections and valuing people as they are and not as we make them in our society. And so I just, I was picturing you the whole time as you were growing up, as you, you know, like you were talking about when you got to university and and even now, because you're just, you are a really beautiful light out there. And, um, And you have such a personality about you that the path fits for that personality, but you know that there's something else deeper. And I just think that's such a beautiful, I don't know, like encapsulation of your current chapter, I guess. Oh, thank you, Sarah. That was such an eloquent way to put it. <laughs> it's just what's on my heart. You know, I, it, so, okay. What I want to be able to do, I was supposed to shift gears on our conversation, but I really want you before we get to the end of our conversation to be able to share with listeners who have not come to your podcasts yet about what they could expect from both of them. Like what's the format and, um, kind of the mission of each of these. 
Sure, absolutely. So the Staff Room Podcast is uh, what we started with back in September. It's going to be almost a year since we started. And uh, I know. And uh, it was really started as a way for Che and I to um, have very casual conversations about just even simple things that happen in our classroom. So we've done an episode on, you know, using music in the classroom, not our music program, but how do we implement listening to music in our classroom? Or how do we deliver a great read aloud to a middle school classroom? Um, So very simple things, but we have conversations, we pull, um, we pull articles in, we pull some of our own reading in, uh, chats that we've participated in on Twitter. We bring that into the mix. Um, And so it's very, very, very casual, very conversational, um, and just basically our own commentary about how, what we've things, what we've done in the classroom, reflecting on our practice and how we could potentially make our practice a little bit better. So, um, that's the format of the podcast and it's, uh, we release our episodes on Fridays and, um, uh, weekly episodes and, And it's just a quick, maybe 30 to 45 minute conversation every week about those topics. And we also feature educators on our podcast um, in a segment that we call Three Enlightened Minutes, um, where educators will, um, uh, anyone in, in the field of education can highlight an initiative that they're working on or a particular topic that might be resonating with them at the time. And we like to, we like to highlight teachers during that time. And, um, and they kind of, they, they put in their segment, they offer some information and it's a great way to build your community and get to know somebody different. And it's, it's a quick three to five minute segment, which is, uh, which is a great way for teachers to drop in their initiative. So, that's the Staff Room Podcast. And then we also have a uh, live drive radio show on Voice Ed Radio on Friday mornings from 9 to 11 Eastern Time. And this is a live show. And uh, and we broadcast as well as play a lot of music during this time. So we take requests on Thursday evenings, usually based on a particular theme, uh, something that might be, you know, resonating on Twitter or somewhere at the time or something that's happening in current events. And then people request music just based on that particular theme or what that theme means to them. And, uh, you know, we intersperse lots of great casual conversation, even more casual than the staff room. And, and we love to talk to people at the same time. So we have lots lots of conversation going on at the same time. We have people calling into the show and, uh, and we just engage live with people and it's, it's fantastic. And having the music just makes it such a great way to start, uh, the Friday and kickstart the weekend. So that's, uh, those are the two, two shows that we have, I guess. I love it. And it's, it seems really whimsical, but I know that it's a place that people, once they're there, feel very comfortable. Lisa Gady, I know you and I are both mm-hmm. connected to her and she is just such a super fan of the drive. Um, and so I just want to make sure that listeners here, I will link those in the show notes so that you can connect with Pav again, because I know you're going to want to. Um, so I need to ask you those two standard questions before we rock off of here. Is that cool with you? Absolutely. Let's go. Okay. So the first one is if you could write a letter to yourself at any age or stage, what would you say? I would tell myself to uh, let go of living my life based on other people's expectations. I know that this is often very difficult um, for people to do. Um, 
because, you know, your parents or your relatives might have certain expectations of what you should be doing, you know, that prescribed sort of way of life. And, um, and sometimes that just doesn't sit right. Sometimes you feel like you, you've got other things on your mind and things that you want to do. Um, I would encourage myself, um, and anybody else to follow your heart, to, go after the things that you want to go after when you want to go after them, because putting them off, um, becomes habitual and, uh, and you continue to do that throughout your life until you feel like, like it's overwhelming. The feeling is overwhelming that you didn't, you didn't chase your dreams. So I, um, I really encourage everybody to, to go after that path that you feel is right in your heart and not just the path that others uh, want to forge for you. That's beautiful words of wisdom. And I love how it kind of connects back to that finding your voice theme that we've heard from you. Um, and, you know, not, not shifting your expectations based upon what others are saying, but that you have this beautiful voice and this beautiful life of your own to live. So thank you for that. You're very inspiring. Oh, thank you. <laughs> okay. How about this one? If we have listeners that find themselves in a pit of fear or doubt, and they need to hear your voice to help them rise up out of it, what could you say? Keep working, keep working hard there. We all have room for growth and there's always potential for growth around us. So keep up the hustle. You know, there are times when I feel like I'm working so hard and Che and myself are working so hard on a particular thing and we're just spinning our wheels and getting nowhere. Um, but the hard work does pay off, even though you don't see it right away. It, it could take months, it could take years, but, um, you know, as you are growing, as you are working, as you are hustling, you're building, you're building this community around you of, uh, people who are going to support you. And that, that building of community, it doesn't stop with your hard work, even though you feel like your end result isn't getting there. So the support, keeps building and and we have the potential to do everything. We have this potential to break through whatever ceiling we might have above us. Um, and so that, that, that hustle, that hard work, the drive that you have based on, you know, your, your purpose, um, that's going to, it's going to elevate you eventually. So we have to remember that it's, it's all about our mindset, our mind frame. Keep working hard and we will push through that barrier. That's so good too, because, you know, I'm thinking about the person that's hearing you and they're thinking about whether they should amplify their own voice or um, if it's worthy or whatever that might be. And what you're basically saying to us is it doesn't happen overnight. Um, reach out to community, create the community that you're craving. I think right now, especially, I don't know about you, but I crave community. <laughs> I miss yes. people. Um, and so that's just beautiful. And I think it ties back so wonderfully to that idea that we had at the beginning where this year is going to most definitely challenge you. But I'm so excited to see how your community continues to lift you up and amplify for you the beauty in this growing period. So I'm excited to, to be able to see that for you, Pav. Thank you so much, Sarah. Well, my friend, it has been such a joy chatting with you and being able to get to know you better through this conversation. I know my listeners are absolutely going to want to connect with you. So outside of those um, podcast connections, is there a best way that you would say that they could engage with you if they want to further or join your community and engage in the conversations with you? 
Yes, absolutely. So the best place to reach me personally is probably my Twitter handle, which is at Pavwander. And uh, and I'm also on Facebook, uh, Instagram as well. And uh, our are there other two Twitter handles we are both very active with, which uh, which are at Staff Podcast and at the drive voice ed. So lots of places to reach us. Um, and we are very active and we respond and we love, we also love to build our community and to engage with our community because it's not only offered us so much growth, but so much support along the way. And we really do feel like we are lifted by our community and, um, and it does give us the drive to keep going. So, um, it is, it is a phenomenal place to get together uh, on Twitter and elsewhere. And, and we love it. So I will definitely respond if you reach out. (laughs) (laughs) That's awesome. I can attest to that. Um, we were talking to Pav right now, but Che is also part of your duo and you do such a good job of bringing him in on that. So we'll make sure to have all of those linked in the show notes listeners so that you can connect and that you can do that safely. And, uh, Pav, I just have enjoyed this conversation. I cannot wait for the listeners to come to your podcast as well. And for you to just continue to amplifying your beautiful voice and your message, because there's very much there for us all to learn from you and your, your, your life is a light. So thank you for coming on to the show today and sharing yourself with us. Amazing. Thank you so much, Sarah. It was a complete honor and blessing to be invited onto the show. And, uh, and, and I feel very blessed to be able to share, share my story with you. Awesome. Thank you, Pav. Thank you. I continue to be completely awe-inspired by every single guest on this podcast, and I am so grateful every time you choose to share, rate, review an episode. It matters so greatly to the mission and the message of our guests, and I appreciate every time you help one another rise by lifting up the message. Thank you so much, and I appreciate you being a part of this awe-inspiring community.